to read a verse of scripture. If you'd like to stand with me, reverence to the King James Word of God. <coughs> Chapter 4, verse 1. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha. And here is her petition. She said, thy servant, said, he's my husband, but he's dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. It was wonderful to be able to have a great family. Have somebody to be your husband that was a godly man that loved the Lord. And she said, now the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondsmen. So the petition is pretty dark. I want to talk to you a little bit tonight with the help of the Lord about these scriptures. About living in a desperate spot. Father, help us tonight. <clears throat> Let me beg you to help our country. I've lived long enough to see a country fall from the standards of Christianity. I, I've lived long enough to my heart is broken over a nation that we've all learned to love. <clears throat> and I thank you for this church and I pray for many other churches that are in dire need of having this kind of atmosphere and pray that you would help our churches, Lord. Help our homes. Thank you for the message this morning. How our homes... <clears throat> Need all the preaching help we can get. Help us now as individuals to settle around the word of God and, and just talk to us and help us. Let us see what you're saying. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. <clears throat> now let me say something about this. This evidently is a godly woman that believes that godly advice is very necessary. And she comes before Elisha, the man of God, to seek help because, let me say this to you, no matter what kind of problem you've got, your problem's not too steep for God. And the thing that you need to remember is that the man of God is clothed in the fashion of the Holy Ghost. And you need to learn to depend upon a trustworthy person. And 
And the heart of this woman was that I am in deep trouble. I wonder if there's anybody here tonight that far as you're concerned, that's where you are, you're in deep trouble. And if you're not saved, you're in the trouble that the young lady was in this morning. And you need to give your life to Christ. And if you're saved, but you're in the trouble the gentleman back at the back was in this morning. You needed to come down and get on your knees before God and get things straight, get things right. I hate to tell you this, but you'll be repenting all of your life anyhow. Just get used to it and get to it and do it. And God will help you down through these years if you just learn to face what what you're facing in your life. And as I look into this passage, I see this woman who is in trouble realizing that she's lost her husband she realizes that her home is in a wreck. But now they're talking about taking or bond servant my two children, my two boys. <clears throat> well, she comes to the right place when you, when you come to God with your problem, you're gonna come to the right place. And I noticed something here that the Bible tells us in verse number two. said, Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Now the man of God's able to get in touch with God. He's able to do, he's able to find out from the Lord what's best in your behalf. So he said, tell me, just go ahead and explain to me what all your problem is. And it looks like maybe there's a time of hyphening in between. And he says to her, said, "Um, let me see if I can narrow it down a little better. He said, what have you got in your house? He's not talking about how it's furnished. He's talking about how do you protect the creditor from coming into your life? How do you stop trouble that's headed your way? What you got in the house to help out? You know what? Somebody here tonight needs to realize that the little that you have is enough for God to work with. I don't know. I don't know what the problems or the circumstances. I know one thing: everybody's different, and we we none are the same or have the same problems in this life. But the widow replied to him. She said, "I'll read it to you here. Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house." Save a pot of oil. I've got something that if I had a lot of it, 
I could pay that debt off. She knew the value of that pot of oil. That's right. And let me say to you that whatever you've got, it's, it may seem like such a little. But if you could get what little you've got into the hands of a big God, yeah. it'd change everything. And I want you to notice this. Now, listen, I, I, I don't apologize for it, but I'm slower now. I'm, I'm, I can't run like I used to. And up and down these steps, all I can do is watch Ricky do it. <clears throat> and uh, I was sitting there when he run up them steps. I said, oh, God, what is, what is this? <coughs> I'll have to hold on to something to get there when I'm getting there. But as I think about this, I'm thinking about she knows that she does not have ample help to take care of her need. And so Elisha distributes to her the message. Now I've got three little points. Brother Stenet Ballou, I'd get up to preach and I preached at the church and at the camp. Oh, Lord, thousands of times that I've preached over 45 years. And uh, I'd get through my preaching preacher. And I'd go back there and sit down. And he'd usually get up after me or whatever, you know, camp or church, whatever. And then... When I sat down, he would reach over there and get a little piece of paper like this. And uh, he said, there's an outline to go with your message. <laughs> yeah. He was just so good at it. <clears throat> and I loved, I loved Brother Stenick Blue and I loved the way he preached and I loved his ability to outline and uh, but I've been preaching like this all my life and the message that came across to this woman is a message that you and I can take in consideration in our life everything that Elisha told her to get her out of her dilemma will bring you out of yours I want you to look at it with me. The Bible says, then he said, well, the word go is good enough. Um, we're not going to be able to sit down and worry over what problem that we have encountered. We're going to have to get up and get to it. Got to face it. Got to do something about it. He said, borrow. There's a word that probably, I know with me, I, I can't stand the thoughts of borrowing. <clears throat> I'd rather pay by the month for something than keep from having to borrow it. But he said, I want you to go to your neighbor's. You don't have but one pot in the house and it's full of oil. Now we're going to have to have 
for God to make the message clear and plain and promote a miracle in your life, you're going to have to have a lot of borrowing done. Just go out there and knock on your neighbor's door and borrow. And uh, he said, when you ask for what you want, make sure that you get vessels. Borrow the vessels. And then he said, when you get these neighbors' vessels and bring them to your house, (laughs) he said, make sure that they are empty. I found out that God won't add nothing to what you're doing. Make sure that these vessels are empty. Now then he said, borrow not a few. Now, Here's something that we need to look at. Elisha's trying to tell this broken woman without a husband to take care of her. Two children that are fixing to be taken care of are going to be taken from her. <clears throat> he really is trying to tell her how she can be a rich person. But she don't see it. <clears throat> And she's looking at what the man of God has said to her and bar not a few. So I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what I would do. Um, Probably you would feel this way. As long as I get enough oil, if God supplies the oil, as long as I get enough to take care of the debt, that'll suffice me. Just enough. It'd be wonderful if we had the faith to believe God. I wonder how many that house would have held in vessels. I wonder if that house would have held enough vessels from the neighbors. to have created an environment that she could have moved into some two-story home somewhere. I don't know what, uh, <clears throat> what she could do, but she gathered the vessels in. And here's what the Bible says. When thou art come in, <clears throat> thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons. Now, let me read on something. Shall pour out into all those vessels and thou shalt set aside that which is full. Every time one is filled, you move it. I wasn't there, Stenet Blue preached this so often. Preached on that lad with a little lunch. And I don't, I don't know how God multiplied, but that entire group of people were fed and there were remnants left. Now, what I'm trying to say is 
what Elisha's teaching her is that God's able to take what little you have and multiply it. God's able to make more of it, make much of it than you have. You see, the Lord's able to do that. And so, here we go. There is a connection here that that keeps us from bragamony. Here's what he told her. He said, now, when you get your boys in here and the vessels that you want to try to fill. He said, let's, let's get all the vessels in and get your boys in here. And he said, shut that door. God's big at keeping doors shut. But here's, here's what I gather. I gather that the Lord's wanting to do something for her. And the only way he can do something for her is to be sure that she understands it's between her and God. Now listen, whatever is in the problem area of your life today, I want to tell you there is only one hope, and that is that we bring what we have. It may not mean much. It may not be much. And put it in the hands of God who can multiply it. God can take that small business that you have. God can take that small income that you have. God can fix things to where you will have more than enough and be able to supply others with, be able to be a blessing. I heard somebody say one time, said, I can't give to missions. won't give to mission. If you decide in your heart that something's right, you just do what's right. When you do it, you're acting so God can see what you're doing and when he takes what you've done, he multiplies what you've done. And so faith is just that way. It might be just a small amount of faith, but if you'll just give it to God, let the Lord take it and use it for your own honor and glory. Now watch this. And then he said, when you get that door shut, he said, upon you and your sons, and listen, he said something about this. Before he said she poured out or began to pour out, and you know she had to start at one vessel, but when when you saw one vessel filled up, my goodness, pouring out is what made what she had, getting rid of what she had, started putting it in to God's hand. And God multiplied it, and the first one was filled. But now watch this now. He said, who brought the vessels to her? These sons, no doubt, were sent out by their mother. 
And they gathered vessels from every neighbor they could gather a vessel from, but they didn't search to see how many more they could get. They just got satisfied, and Mama probably looked around and saw these that they had and said, well, I believe that'll be enough. Never stop receiving from the Lord what he's able to bountifully bless you with. Just keep taking everything God gives you. Now watch this. The vessels were all filled. Now here is something that I want you to notice. It came to pass. Miracles are... Miracles are things that we don't understand. And, and I, can't, I can't visualize how you take a pot of oil and pour it into an empty vessel and it fill up. But they did that until every vessel in the house was full. You say, do you believe that preacher? Oh, yes, I, I'm a believer. I wrote in the front of my Bible way back years ago, said, this book is for believers. Best read it. Now, what I'm trying to say is we're living in such a day whenever it may come to pass that we will not know what to do in our own lifetime. I mean, we it could get worse than we ever dreamed. I don't want it to. The church, <clears throat> I'm afraid, is heading into a great persecution. I don't want that. But let me say this to you. If you'll study this passage of Scripture, you'll find out that these vessels were all full according to verse number 6. It came to pass that all of these vessels are now full. <clears throat> a miracle has taken place in the life of this woman. So then I want you to notice this. That she said unto her son, oh, this is kind of heartbreaking. Bring us another vessel. Because the oil is still here. What I had still here. Now, look at all these vessels are filled up, but what I have is I still can pour out some more if I had somewhere to pour it. You know what Elisha said to her? Bar not a few. God's interested in our welfare. He wants us to have everything that possibly can be had. Now, here's something that's a striking note to me. Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, there is not a vessel more. Now, listen to what the next statement says. And they all stayed. If we want to get everything that God wants us to have, we're going to have to follow orders completely. And the more you'll do, the more God will bless you to do. I love these young preachers preaching. When I sit down to hear a message, 
I want somebody that rapidly rolls it off. I don't want to hear myself. I like preaching when it's done in high gear. My wife would rather hear Ricky than she would me. But the best thing you'll ever do in your life is while you still have opportunity, do the very best that you can while you have the time. Give of yourself. Give of what you have. Don't be afraid to do what God wants you to do. Miracles will come to those who follow God without any kind of problem. Verse 7 said, And she came and told the man of God, It's great to check in with the man of God and let him know what he said is working. I loved it whenever people would come tell me, said, that what you're preaching works. I want to thank God for the preaching of the word of God. That's all will help us. And manifestations come whenever the man of God knew that his prayer had been answered. Go, sell the oil, he said. Pay thy debt. And then he said, and live thy children of the rest. Whatever it does not take that God has blessed you with to pay the debt off, to free your sons, and to give you life here, you remember that he gave it to you. You can live off of it. Wonder how, wonder how we limit ourselves. Because all she had to do was get more vessels. And the man of God said, Barry not, borrow not a few. And the more vessels that you put before God, the more God has the privilege to fill. Amen. And the oil will never be stayed. What you have will never be stayed if you'll only put it in the hands of the Lord. And I'm not a long-winded preacher. Few years ago, you could have found me. I was pretty long-winded. <laughs> but I'd love to hear the cry that this woman gave when she came back to the man of God. Told the man of God, said, "I've got a good report." Amen. And the man of God said, "Well, just go sell the oil. Take care of your debt." And what you have left, said, let the Lord bless you with it. I wonder what she could have had if she hadn't limited God to just the vessels that she offered him. I wonder what would happen in my and your life if we just give. And we're not talking only about money and monetary things but we're talking about how God helps his children. I've been, I've been at times where that my mind was real good as far as comprehending what to deal with the scripture, but we was talking about memory this morning, you and I, and I want to say to you that sometimes I've been preaching 
and forgot about what I was preaching. So you better get with it while you're young. You better stay with it while you're young. Give everything that you've got and the Lord will bless you and help you. I appreciate the man of God and appreciate the Lord blessing this church and appreciate the atmosphere. My son was out and they were singing and uh, the, the song service, they just, when they started singing, people started coming to the altar and getting around the altar crying and praying and talking to the Lord. And the pastor said, we've never seen this in this church. And he said to my boys, he said, uh, he said, what is this? And one of my boys spoke up and said, well, if daddy was here, said he'd say, this is the atmosphere of God. You've got to have it in the local church. And I want to bless the Lord for what my heart felt this morning in being here in this worship service. And I pray, and I will still pray, that God will help these churches across our country to be able to, oh, get this dryness out of us and get a hold of these testimonies that we had tonight and the preaching that we've heard and the things that God has blessed us to have today and make it real in our heart. Preacher, you come on out. Thank you for letting me come.